And welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and if you're new, thank you so much for joining. And also, if you've been here before, thank you so much for joining. All around, thank yous to everybody for choosing to share space with me, with everybody who is listening, maybe at a different time, listening. Um, yeah, whenever you're listening, thank you so, so much for joining me. I really enjoy sharing myself with you which is actually what we're going to talk about today. But before we do so, I always like to open with a little bit of an opening prayer. Not a little bit. I feel like I say this every time. It's a little long on the longer side. So if you're not really into it, feel free to skip ahead like eight minutes or so. Um, But if you are, feel free to just take a couple of deep breaths with me and then we will jump right into it. Okay, let's get started. I call on the Great Mother, the Source, to honor how through her, all creation takes form. She is where our archetypal story begins so we can reflect on our birth stories, integrate our inner feminine light and shadows, and hold space for all of our creations. I call on Badger, the Spirit of Communication, to show us the deeper truth behind the surface of illusion, to guide us through the shadow of dogmatism, to show us that there is space for everyone, to show us how to be grounded in our bodies, connected to nature and her spirits, and to how to connect through the power of stories. I call on Jaguar, the spirit of divine timing, to show us grace, trust, and patience, how to listen and into and honor the known and unknown, seen and unseen, how to connect to lunar mysteries and inner visions through silence, and how to remind us that everything is a vessel for spirit through the gift of observation. I call on Stork, the spirit of new birth and rebirth, to show us the way home to our humanity, souls, and bodies, to show us how to confront, heal, and integrate our inner child and ancestral wounds, to show us how to love and cherish our bodies as a means for multidimensional communication. I call on our inner mothers and children, so that we may access our own natural healing energy, compassion, empathy, nurturance, so that we may learn how to care for ourselves and one another in an elevated way, so we may hold the space of love between the personal and universal where the everyday meets the sacred through honesty and reflection in every moment, so we may connect the worlds of humans, souls, plants, animals, and spirits around us and travel between these realms of truth from a place of wonder and curiosity and access the clairvoyant, wise timelessness as we align with the witness and see the aspects of our quantum selves in one another. I call on our inner warriors of love so we can learn to share our truth through the breath of our spirits with passion, so we can learn our own unique connections to creation and awaken our hearts, and openly hold space for our deep, vulnerable, authentic selves. 
I call on the refreshing spring of Mother Earth and Spirit, so we may all learn how to harness this spring and share it with the world, how to move out of familiarity and labels into the unknown with spaciousness, so we may receive messages from those who have passed and receive visions from parallel lives, so we may learn the way of the liminal realm through a cosmic and timeless lens. To say the unsaid, forgive the unforgivable, see the unseen, know the unknown, and love the unloved, to find resolutions in our hearts. I call on the ancestors to show us the gateway, the initiation, to guide us through our metaphorical deaths, to show us that what of us must be released to make space for what comes next, to move us into deeper growth and usher us into a new threshold of reality. I call on the spirit of unity consciousness so we can heal within our psychic realms and experience self-realization so we can understand how we are all connected through divinity that when we harm one another, we harm ourselves with cosmic consequence, and no one is healed until the world is healed, and receive great insight on our universal family to create peace. I call on the spirit of death so we may appreciate the gift of birth. Release control as we are initiated into the underworld, experience the truth of mystery, provide our own mystic protection, and see this world with a great sense of clarity. I call on the heart to show us love, acceptance, openness, receptivity, healing, and friendship. So let it guide us and create a special sacred space to reclaim lost pieces of ourselves so we can transform and express our innate generosity. I call on the spirit of dreams so we can receive multidimensional wisdom about the mystic truths of the universe and understand our power through universal justice and balance. I call on the spirit of true intimacy and oneness so we can connect to our co-creative, magnetic, joyful natures to embrace our deep, sensual connections on this physical plane and release self-doubt as we move with the rhythm of this great life. I call on Jasmine, the desert shaman, to guide us through this mysterious time with her visions, to show us meaning in discomfort and chaos as we dance with the divine feminine and express our life force Beauty, radiance, sovereignty, strength, softness, receptivity, and generosity from our maternal spirits. I call on Peony to show us that there is kindness, beauty, and truth in all forms of creation. I call on Agape, unconditional love, the spirit of Rose, to show us how to be devoted to love and service, how to put God at the center of our lives so we may sense the mystical within the earthly and the earthly within the mystical, so we may stretch our abilities to love beyond what we thought was possible. I call on the spirit of power to show us that true power comes through presence and gratitude, through merging the self and the other without expectation, through realizing that what you love within someone else is within you. I call on the power of voice to reveal our own unique wisdom, how to embrace duality with our divine clarity and the art of letting go. I call on the healer to remind us that we are our own healers and channels, to challenge us to redefine, redefine, quantum healing for ourselves, to show us that protection and abundance from confidence in the spirit, to honor that the true master, the true healer is love, and to help us remember who we really are by continuously breaking through our third dimensional identities to love even deeper. I call on the divine masculine, the sun spirit, to show us that we are unconditional love. I call on the divine feminine, the moon spirit, to show us that we are the mystery I call in spirit, source, God, and creation to show us the truth of love and equality. Okay, 
So that is my little opening. As I say on every podcast, I don't do really well with scripting things, but just for the sake of, you know, setting up the space and continuity, I feel like I stumbled, you know, a couple of times there, but that's okay. You know, that's like actually part of what I wanted to talk about today. So I'm not sure where we are going to land with this, but I do know where we are going to begin. And that is with the concept, the theme, the energy of vulnerability. So I feel like if there was like a spirit of um, true vulnerability, it's been kind of floating around in my aura for the past couple of years in terms of really rethinking and redefining, you know, what does vulnerability actually mean? Okay. Sounds super basic. And I feel like I've even talked about vulnerability in some way, shape or form before on this podcast. I just can't remember in what capacity and you know what, it's coming up again and that's actually a part of it. So for me, what I've come to realize You know, with all of the messages I've been receiving surrounding vulnerability over the past couple of days is vulnerability is connected to revealing the spirit, revealing your soul. And that's like the most simple definition, you know, because I think that you can really, you know, pick that apart and really dive deep into, you know, really what that means. But and there's just there's just literally so much to go along with that that I want to cover. I'm always sometimes I'm just like so overwhelmed by like all of the messages coming in at once and I'm like, ah, where do I begin? Um that's okay though. That's like really a part of the process. So for instance, I was thinking about, you know, okay, yeah, that's where I'll start. So Vulnerability was before I even did any of this redefining or like, you know, kind of figuring it out, you know, what it really meant to me. Vulnerability just seemed like some sort of abstract concept where I was like, I literally have no idea what that means, what that means to me. And honestly, I think a part of it was I really felt like, number one, I felt like I hadn't really been vulnerable at all. Like in my life, I feel like I didn't understand what vulnerability meant because I had just like, I literally, I was just like, oh, I've never done it. You know, I've never really been vulnerable with anyone, you know, not really with like, I would say the person up until this point, or maybe up until that point, I think that's more fair. Up until that point, the person I had been the most vulnerable with is my beautiful sister. I think I've mentioned it before. If I haven't, you'll probably hear it again. She's like my favorite person, you know, on this entire planet. If there was even such a thing, you know, as having a favorite person, you know, because we're all made of love, et cetera. But um, on like a very basic ego level, favorite person, you know, and that's like kind of like a joke. Not really. But um, yeah, I love her so much. And she's like the person I feel, I guess what you could call or what you could say like the safest with is my sister, you know, If there was ever like a, you know how like just like it's a very human thing. As humans, we all have like um, like a safe place somehow. Like imagine that, you know, just like take a deep breath and like 
close your eyes if you feel called to, but just like imagine, you know, what your like safe place is for you. You know, at one point I feel like as a teenager it would have been like oh, my, my bedroom or like my bed or something or just like getting under the covers. Um, I wouldn't say that like she is like my end all be all safe place, but she is definitely someone I just feel safe with. Like I can just relax with. I don't have to worry about saying or doing the wrong thing, you know, like that kind of thing, you know? So if you could think of like a person where you're just like, oh yeah, I just feel like I can just like 100% be myself and like literally they don't care. I could tell them anything like, and they're not going to try and like throw it back in my face, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And, but what was interesting, oh yeah, there we go. I was like, where are you? There was like a certain message. I was like, kind of scanning my aura, my mind for. Um, What's so interesting about vulnerability to me is like, okay, so yes, on one hand, I would say she is like the one person that I feel like I can be the most vulnerable with. And what's interesting about that is that I haven't really seen her as much you know, as I would like to because of the pandemic. Number one, you know, she goes to school in a different country and also she's in school, you know. So even minus the pandemic and like minus, you know, the fact that we aren't we haven't been living in the same country for the past couple of years. Um, She's also just in university living her best life. I'm always like I don't even like like Instagram that much, but I'll just like go on to just like see what she's doing, like on her stories to like kind of get, you know, my little fix of her for the day and like see how much she's enjoying her life and her friends. I digress. She's an amazing person. Would be fun to have her like talk to you. I don't even know. I don't even know if she would do that. Um, Point being, though, I had this realization one day, though, that, you know, I. How do I say this? I was being as vulnerable as I possibly could be with my sister, which is why I felt so safe with her. However, like, um, let's say, okay, let's say your 100% vulnerability is like a 10, you know, just to like make this a little bit easier to understand. So if you being 100% vulnerable is at a 10, but you're only vulnerable or yeah, if 100% vulnerability is like you're at a 10, And let's just say you're like at kind of like a five with someone. What could be happening is, you know, it's not like you're, uh, this is where it gets a little dicey. So it's not like you're choosing to not be vulnerable with them, but you can only be as vulnerable with other people as you are willing to be with yourself. Okay. So that's what I was like, trying to say and like trying to Sometimes I like get stuff and I'm like, okay, but how do I put that into like linear words and a story that makes sense? But I think that does make the most sense. So it was interesting, you know, reflecting back on past relationships, um, all literally relationships of all kinds, like friendships, romantic relationships, et cetera, where I thought I was being vulnerable because I was being as vulnerable as I possibly could have been at the time because that's how vulnerable I was being with myself, you know? And truth be told, literally, I used to lie to myself literally all the time, okay? About 
just literally everything that you could possibly lie, you know, to yourself about. And that was really prohibiting me from being vulnerable and honest with other people because I was just like, you know, at that time, I feel like, you know, a lot of us go through that, you know, it's some in some way, shape or form um, where we're just like not 100 percent honest with ourselves. Right. And I feel like that sounds like so like, I don't know, kind of like basic, but uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. And, you know, what I was talking about with my definition of vulnerability. But at that point, actually, we could talk about it now. Yeah. At that point, I was as vulnerable and as open and as honest with other people at to the best of my ability. However, the best of my ability was like a five or maybe like a two, you know? Yeah, let's just say two. It was it was really, really bad. Um, so well, not bad, but like you know what I mean. So the literally the most vulnerable I could possibly be was like, let's just say it was like a three, you know, let's be a little bit generous there. Um, let's say it was like a three. So like I was able to be at like a three and that's where that's like what I was with my sister, you know, with her, I was definitely like at a level three, you know, again, there's, there's no actual like numerical value. There's no way to measure this. It's all just like to make this more simple to understand with her, I was at like a three and everybody else. I was at like a two. And then some other people, I was just like a one or like even a negative 10. Okay. And That is something I was just reflecting upon the other day because, you know, and actually, you know, this ties in perfectly to also something that I wanted to bring into this conversation. Um, I'm literally always learning so many new things. In fact, that's actually like a wonderful part of this dynamic relationship that I, you know, I have between, you know, me and what I would call creation as, you know, God, source, spirit, um, witness consciousness, being um, some people like Mother Earth, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it or just yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, I believe that there is no separation between you and creation. So if you just want to call it yourself, your higher self, or just like literally yourself, if you don't believe in any of that, cool. Um, But what was I saying? See, this is what happens when I like break the channel. I just like I go in and I go out. Oh, learning. Right. Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah, what I wanted to bring into this is, uh, yes, I am always learning, literally always. And it's it is. um interesting, not difficult, but just interesting to try and put the dynamic relationship between me and creation or me and love in that, you know, and this is somewhere on my website, but I think it's worth, you know, saying here, I am like just a person, you know, like anybody else is like, we are all just people. Well, in this, you know, third dimensional, you know, material experience, you know, we're all people. um, And I think sometimes we forget about our humanity just a little bit, especially when we enter these, you know, mystical spaces. Um, But it's, it's that humanity that allows me to just like 
keep learning and basically just be a student of spirit. So what do I mean by that? Everything that I experience on a day-to-day basis is an opportunity for me to learn something about spirit or an opportunity for spirit to send me some sort of message, okay? So there's like a, oh, there's a lot coming in about like how that ties into vulnerability here in that you just need to be, you need to be open or you don't need to be. It's only, it's only if you want it, you know, that's also, that's, oh, that's also another thing. I feel like message, message, message just like keeps coming in here. Um, I'll like, I'll like try and keep it as like linear as possible for you. Um, so there's vulnerability in just being open if you want to for the messages that love has to bring to you, you know? It's available to everyone, you know? I think that, you know, especially when I was younger, I thought, oh, like only like a special or chosen or select few you know, get to connect with creation. And, you know, that really bothered me or not bother me. It it bothered me and inspired me. And I was just like, at the same time, which is like a really weird combination because I was like, I want that too. I don't, I was like, I don't really feel like special, you know, in any sort of way, you know, Um, because I've talked about this on previous episodes, but, you know, I think that we, there are certain it's it's weird that like there are certain kinds of relationships with you know love creation source that are kind of just like out there you know you, like when you think of like that you think of like psychics mediums clairvoyance etc and there's just so many other ways to connect to creation but i've definitely said that before so i don't need to you know go too deep into that um Anyway, but yeah, a part of that vulnerability is just number one. Oh, there's a couple of things here. Um, number one, if you want it, being open to what that might look like. And then there's also really there's being open to, you know, how unique and nuanced that will be for you and that it won't look, you know, like probably anybody else's. Honestly, if you're like, I mean, like I've said before, there's like there's one. I think it was when I was talking about the archetype Eros There's that episode and then the one before that I was talking about this a little bit um, where it's kind of like the way you connect is on just like it's on a spectrum. So even if um, there's somebody else who connects to creation through seeing, you both probably see in different ways. And that's, you know, that's what makes it so fun and what makes it so beautiful. But back to the learning part. I think this episode was meant to, or no, truthfully, um, that I needed to put out this episode specifically um, to basically just remind literally everybody that whether you choose to connect to creation or not, you're still like a human being, you know? So, and also it's your humanity that allows you to learn. You know, it's me walking around here like every single day, you know, whether I'm interacting with like my mom, my dad, my friends, you know, the rest of my family or, you know, people I don't know super well. It's those experiences because remember, 
again, creation love, it's available to all of us. It's within all of us. Whether you choose to really, you know, make that connection is that's always a choice, but it's within everybody. So when, and it's, again, it's very interesting to try and like condense into words because you can never condense that full experience into words, but it's everywhere. And so the more you kind of open up to, you know, the possibility that, oh, like creation is within my mother, you know, trying to tell me something or we're not trying. It's more of like, you know, there is something there. I just need to open up to it or creation is coming through my father or I don't know. I was in a garden yesterday with some beautiful dahlias could be coming through that, too. You know, it's just like, are you open and are you willing to listen? And so that is one dimension, one aspect of vulnerability that honestly, like I said, you know, I do not plan these podcast episodes, another dimension of vulnerability there. I just kind of, you know, wait and see what comes through. Um, But that's a really important part of it is like, how open do you want to be? And like, how willing are you to like, let your worldview shift, you know? So quick and easy example, like some people are perfectly comfortable with the idea that certain people come into your life at certain times to bring you messages about what you need to learn about yourself. Okay. That's like, that's not that threatening. Um, and when I say threatening, I just mean threatening into, in terms of, you know, how it is that you view the world. You know, I think that's another really important part of it. How much of your world are you like, basically willing to allow to be like shook, you know, or like shaken up a bit, you know, because for some people that's all good. You know, that, um, people come into your life at certain times, divine timing, um, to teach you certain things about yourself, but that's like where it stops, you know? And then once you get into, oh, you can learn from nature, you can learn from the trees, the flowers, the animals, they're like, um, no. And then if you try and go even further and say um, you can, there's like so much out there in like the invisible and the unseen realms, they're like, um, no, please stop talking because it does, it does like, it can conflict with what it is that they already believe. And I feel like that's just, that's, I don't know, that just like closes so much off. But here's the thing, I get it, you know, because for me, um, Let's say, yeah, oh, this was like a huge uh, shadowy force in my life. Okay, so for the longest time in my household, like the worst thing that you could do is be wrong, okay? And it sounds, again, like kind of like basic and kind of like, I don't know, almost like boring in a way, but like that was like the worst thing you could do is like be wrong about something. So um, it, it, it was just so weird, but that's the kind of duality that I grew up with was that there's always somebody who is right. And then there's, and because of that, you know, there's somebody who's wrong and then there's no space for them both. And again, this is just like another great, like a prime example of, you know, being in that space all the time really showed me how to embrace duality and how to reconcile everything and how to hold space for everything in a new way that, you know what, I'm not sure that I would be able to, you know, if I didn't grow up, you know, in that kind of an environment. 
But to me now, like again, this is the humanity piece. You know, that is like one of my biggest challenges is like a fear of somehow being wrong, even though it's like my human brain is like, ah, I don't want to be wrong. And then, you know, what I would say is like creation within me. I just I know that there is no being wrong. And it's so interesting to be aware of the two at the same time. And I'm not going to lie, that used to like mess me up a lot because I was like, literally, what is going on? Why is it that like on one hand, I'm somehow afraid of being wrong here? And then on the other hand, it's like, but I know better. You know, I know that there is no such thing as being wrong. And I think a part of that is owning that we are not just like one dimensional, two dimensional, three dimensional beings. We're like, infinite dimensional quantum beings having a really interesting experience here on earth. Um, and also it's like a part of that. So if like, okay, great example. If what I'm saying right now is just like, literally, what is she talking about? That sounds crazy. Then it's not the right language for you, at least not right now, you know, and it doesn't have to be either, you know, and it's, But what I will say about that is the more open you are to kind of different like perspectives and lenses like that, the more love you allow into your life. And here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily need to be for you. But let's just say um, like I didn't literally like many, many years ago, I was always curious about this, but I was like, I don't think that's real, you know, and I needed to feel it for myself in order to understand like just how real it is for me. But, you know, for some people, they just need to arrive, you know, there in their own way and on their own timeline. But what I will say is what it ha- what even the practice of that has done for me is this. Now, whenever I hear someone say something and my mind is like, that's crazy, I'm like, oh, But also there was a time when I thought like what I'm talking about is kind of crazy, you know, and so there might be another time where I'm just like completely open to what they're saying. You know, I literally it it, it's so amazing how that works. It's like the more love you can give to, you know, unknown unknown dimensions of this experience, the more vulnerable, the more open you can be to all of the wonderful possibilities that exist The next time a new one comes along, you might just be more open to that, too, even if it might not be for you at that, you know, certain point in time. Um, But yes, back to vulnerability. So in the spirit of vulnerability, that's what I really wanted to, you know, hammer in and like get my point across with is I'm literally always learning. And I think that it's, I I think it can kind of look two ways, um, honestly. So I think that owning your humanity, for some people, it can kind of look like irresponsible. Like you almost don't want to, you know, what is it? Take ownership of what it is that you're, you know, saying and doing. So what's like a good example of that? So, uh, okay. Yeah. Let's just say, um, So the last couple of episodes, I have been talking a lot about auras and learning about auras and like different ways of redefining them, right? 
I could easily say those are all my ideas. You know, I I came up with that. I've got whatever, like, the intellectual property on that. Like, I own that, right? And those are mine. Um, and I could do that, but honestly, they're not mine. You know, it's, and it's, it's very, if you don't have, or if you're not like connected in this way, it might not make any sense. And I wrote, (laughs) the funny thing is I kind of came across, um, this issue, um, one day when I was trying to explain to someone, yeah, I'm literally just like a regular person literally like everybody else. And I just like received this, you know, the most loving, most amazing information sometimes. And I love talking about it. And that's basically, that's just like what I, that's like what I love doing. Literally, I could talk about all of the messages I receive all day. And so I can easily see, you know, for someone who does not connect in their own way, how that looks like, oh, she's saying, oh, that like, she receives this information, she's not taking like responsibility for it. And I don't know if that makes sense to you. Hopefully it does. Like if you're basically saying, oh, it's coming out of my mouth, but it's not mine. You know, I don't want to take responsibility for whatever comes through, but it is coming through me. Um, Honestly, I think it's the other way around. I think that being responsible for the information that comes through you is honoring the fact that number one, you are human. And number two, that it belongs to everyone, you know? So you're probably going to hear me talking a lot more about, you know, auras on the podcast and, you know, what it is, whatever information it is that I'm receiving about them. I don't own any of that, honestly. You know, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's receiving wisdom on the exact same thing. I've definitely had that before where I've I've even written about it before where I've written something down and then I didn't read it anywhere. It just kind of came to me and I felt it. You know, I felt that it was like, because it's different and it's like, it's hard to explain probably for other people um, or imagine what it would be like for other people. And I can only really explain, you know, what it would be like for me. I know the difference between a thought and then when something is coming through me, like, and I've like opened up my channel and it just like comes through. It's very, very different. Thinking and receiving, thinking is like more active. Like I'm trying to like think of something like, I don't know, oh, what should I have for dinner tonight? And then, you know, when that kind of information comes through, it's it's a very, very gentle receiving and I just, it feels very, very different. And I think that, it's time that we take more and more responsibility for the fact that like, yes, it comes through us, but it's not necessarily like a part of our third dimensional identity. All right. So hopefully you're following me, you know, up until this point. And again, it is something that might sound a little bit like, uh, like abstract if you've never, you know, connected in that way, but just literally just, I mean, once you open up that connection, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about because it is very, very different. Like I don't sit down and like think like, huh, what am I going to talk about today? I, I literally don't think about it at all. I just kind of, even today, I wasn't even, I didn't even think I was going to record today. And then I just, there were so many messages coming in about vulnerability. And I was just like, ah, uh, my human mind was like, ah, uh, you know, um, 
I don't really know about recording today because I don't have like, I mean, I've tried so many times to make an outline and it literally never works. Um, but I'm like, oh, I don't have an outline. I don't know what I would say. I don't think I can like just talk about one word, you know, for who knows how long. And yes, I can. Um, but that's just like, that's, it's so interesting, but that's just kind of how it works. You know, I like receive that this is what I'm meant to be talking about. And then I just trust, all right, whatever's meant to come out will, you know, come out and we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, but yes. So in terms of taking responsibility, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So now there's like two things here. There's taking responsibility for owning that, you know, we are all human. And so because we are all human, we are all, I mean, this is how I see it, but we're all constantly learning from spirit 24 seven. I mean, if we want to, you know, because like I said, you don't have to do it. You know, nobody is like going to check up on you and like say, oh, are you doing? No, like you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it's there. It's like, it, it's always there for you. And so that's what I wanted to say, you know, about this podcast, this space is, you know, a part of me being really open, honest, and vulnerable with you is saying, you know, I'm just a person, like literally everybody else is just a person. And I receive whatever it is that I'm meant to receive. And so for me, if you've listened to any of the past episodes about, you know, divine masculine and feminine energy, a part of the response, a part of the responsibility of receiving is also giving, you know? So, you know, I've had times in my life where I would just receive message after message after message and literally not do anything about it. And it just felt wrong. It just, I don't know. It just, it felt weird. I was like, why am I like, why would I not say anything about this? You know, especially when it might be meaningful even to just like one more person, you know? So that, so there's, yeah, there's like a couple of things there. So, oh yeah, I love it. So, okay. Once I uh, just received something about that there. So that's like part one, sort of. We might be on part six. Like I said, I don't really even know. Um, but yeah, definitely part, uh, the first part to this is realizing, hmm, there is, you know, you as it, it there. And it's, it's inter- again, it's interesting to like talk about it in this way because I'm talking about it as if you are separate you know, from love. And that's just not even the truth. You know, you are always one with love, you know? So even though I'm acknowledging like, oh, there is this third dimensional vessel called Catherine. That's how I'm literally talking to you right now. That's how I'm going to upload this podcast episode. Um, And then there is like love from which, you know, I'm always learning, etc. But it's, it is with they are also one in the same. And it's this really dynamic rhythm, which I think that um, that's what I was going to talk about next. The divine masculine and feminine explains so well because it's like a rhythm. It's a relationship that's, you know, within you, you know. So there's a couple of different definitions of the masculine and the feminine that I've talked about thus far. One has been about giving and receiving. And then the other is about love. And then, yeah, your third dimensional identity and like how all of those 
really come together. It's all so fascinating. But again, those are all downloads I've received. You know, I wouldn't say that like you can go look that up on the internet somewhere, or maybe you can, because again, maybe somebody received the same information and then they decided to publish it somewhere. You know, I literally, I have no idea because I don't try and even look up this stuff on the internet um, at all. But um, yeah, so part two, you know, in terms of, okay, so yeah, so there are two key relationships here. So bear with me because I have, again, still learning and still like piecing the information together. Um, but that's what makes this fun. And you know what? At the end of the day, that was another message that came through was, you know, once you just like acknowledge that like you are a person and that you're always learning, that brings like the fun and the magic back to it. Because, oh, right. That's what I wanted to say earlier about being wrong. Okay. So like I said, personal, you know, shadow of mine that I like, I'm all, I'm literally always learning from it is this shadow of being wrong. Again, I know in my heart and in my soul, there is no such thing as being wrong. Um, But my mind, you know, and again, the mind is important. The third dimensional form is important. I can't be talking to you without it. You know, I can't be doing what I love now without it at all. Um, But that, yeah, that would be my, like one of my biggest shadow is like the fear of being wrong. And that just sucks the fun out of literally everything. Because honestly, exploring all of this, it just, it gives me so much love, so much energy, and it's one of the most fun parts of my day. But what takes away from that is like any fear of like, oh, I'm going to be wrong about something. And it's like, and I remember the day I was just like, yeah, well, in somebody's eyes, you're always wrong. So you kind of just got to get over it. And I was like, what? Um, um, but it's like, it's like kind of true, you know? If I, like, let's say I took, you know, whatever my podcast episode, my introduction to Aura's episode, and I presented it to somebody else who's like some sort of yoga master somewhere, and they were just like, um, I hate to break this to you, um, but this is 1000% wrong, and you should like take another look. So what? You know, it's not even about like right or wrong. It's like, how does it help you? Does it? And that was also another download that came through like a while ago, but it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, does this amplify more love and excitement and energy in your life? And that's literally all that you need to be concerned with. Um, but so a lot of layers of being, you know, open, honest, vulnerability, all that good stuff. But the second layer is, you know, I don't know why this keeps coming through, but honoring this dynamic between, you know, the divine masculine and feminine, not necessarily in terms of giving and receiving, like I've talked about the last couple of episodes, but in terms of the third dimensional form and love and how those are always dancing together. So again, what's, oh yeah, there we go. So what's so interesting about it is divine masculine and feminine I can talk, great example, I can talk about them as if they are separate. But if you've read anything on my website, as you know, light doesn't exist without dark. You know, opposites create one another. Light doesn't exist without dark. Day doesn't exist without night. 
um, right doesn't even exist without wrong and all of the vice versa is possible. The divine masculine doesn't exist without the divine feminine. You know, forms create one another. There's a page on my website called Love's Beginning if you want to know more about that and it'll make a lot more sense. Um, I feel like I explain it um, in a much more clear way there. But yeah, in the same way that I talk about the divine masculine and feminine as if they are two separate things, they don't exist without one another. So they're not separate at all. And so that's like the same thing um, that I'm talking about with like me as like a human, as like a third dimensional form, the divine feminine. I think that was actually the very first episode I ever published. If you want to like go look at that. And then love, the constant love container that is the divine masculine, they don't, ex- even though I can talk about them in as if, you know, they are two separate forms and they have two separate names, it's like they they go together, you know, they dance together. So that's kind of what this is, you know, I don't even know if I've even tried to explain, you know my my specific relationship to creation before because it's like I can't even put it into words but that's like a large part of it you know that I'm here I'm just like I'm living my life again walking around just like again like any other person does and when I decide you know to really open up again open up and be vulnerable and be open to all of the wisdom and all of the love that surrounds me that's when I learn and that's when I get to share you know so that I just, I don't know for some reason I was just like huh that's just really really important you know to discuss at some point is this what what does true vulnerability mean and so going back to you know what I was talking about earlier like one of the first things I was even talking about was you know true vulnerability okay so yeah there are like okay yeah there are two parts to this I was saying true vulnerability is expressing the spirit at like its fullest capacity. Okay. So all the way back to the beginning when I was saying how years and years ago, I was like, I don't really know what vulnerability is. I don't really know how to be vulnerable. What does that even really mean? Like, how do I know? You know, My favorite metaphor for like all of this is like falling in love. You know, I've had so many people ask me because I've been in love before, you know, what does it mean to really fall in love? Like, how do you know you're really in love with someone? And I'm just like, it's literally the most annoying thing on the planet. But yeah, when you know, you know, and that's the only way I can describe it. There's like, there's no numerical system, like there's no way of like... There's no linear way of telling you. It's just like when you know, you know. And that's the only way you will know is when you know for yourself. I know, super annoying, but it's kind of like, oh, what was I saying? Um, But no matter what I was saying, honestly, it's like the same with this here. Um, In terms of like, even when I was talking about earlier, the difference between thinking and then just receiving information it's like, it's it's just so different. It It is kind of actually like, oh, that's what I was talking about. Oh, but it's perfect. It's a perfect metaphor. Um, when I'm receiving information, it is kind of like the mystery, quite like the mystery actually of falling in love, you know? 
something that you can't quite explain. But it, yeah, um, it's truly amazing. But yes, um, like I was saying earlier, I was like, I really don't know what being vulnerable means. And it was just kind of like this mystery to me. And I was like, and the, I mean, and like I said earlier, the issue was I hadn't really been vulnerable in my entire life. And then the download kind of came back to me like this morning where I was like, I have been vulnerable before. And it's when I'm either podcasting or giving a reading. That is when it, or, um, well, they all, uh, coincidentally, not so much, um, tie into the same thing. I'm a most vulnerable when I'm journaling, podcasting, or doing a reading. What do all of those have in common? Um, my voice and using my voice. And for me, that connects to, again, my divine masculine and my way of giving love. That is, you know, a part of when I am most vulnerable. Oh, there it is. And then receiving another part is when I'm quiet, when I'm still, and when I'm listening. And when I'm really, really open, that's the other half to it. Um, but like I said, and that's, I mean, so for me, that's just one example. You know, I could say for me, being really vulnerable is when I'm either really sitting and really, really listening with my soul. Like I'm listening with my spirit, not like just my ears. I mean, yeah, my ears are important, but when I'm really listening with my soul and when I'm using my voice, that is when I'm the most vulnerable but I understand that like the dynamic between speaking and listening, that's not applicable to everybody. So that's why I'm saying true vulnerability is when you are exposing or kind of like receiving your spirit, you know, divine masculine and feminine, receiving the spirit, divine feminine, exposing the spirit, divine masculine. That's when you're like, or that's when I'm like 100% myself. And so I just wanted to hop on here kind of quickly, not really quickly to just like share that because I was like, oh, you know, that is something very, very interesting to, you know, just to even, you know, think about or ponder more. But how and then it just it connected all in the most interesting way when I was, you know, just walking around yesterday in the forest also just like in my town, um, there's like a really big park and like then there's like a really long street, uh, whatever. Um, I do my all my long walks like, you know, down this like long street and like through the forest because it's like the easiest place to like, I don't know, social distance from people. Um, but I received something about how vulnerability and like just it was about vulnerability and your relationship with creation. And so the reason I'm always talking about the divine masculine and feminine is because it is representative of your relationship with creation and like how. And so that's why knowing, you know, how your divine masculine and feminine is like those expressions and how they manifest is so important because it not only tells you, you know, about how, you know, open and how vulnerable you're being and, you know, how you express your spirit. It also just, it tells, yeah, it tells you a lot about 
you know, your relationship with Source in that it, it's just so hard to describe. I always like every time I'm like, um, please don't overthink this. Um, it's hard not to try and overthink it because, again, words literally don't do it justice. Um, but maybe that's maybe the reason sometimes I'm like, you know, what? maybe the reason you kind of can't put words into it is because whomever is receiving the information is supposed to just go on that road and kind of figure it out for themselves. You know what that really means to them. Um, it's like I can feel it and I know what it is, but I'm like, ah, what are the words? Um, which I know is not very useful because it's like a podcast, but. Um, but let me let me put it this way, you know, um, I think what makes it so again, interesting to try and put this all into words is that creation is everywhere. And so creation is not like, I mean, for me, for me personally, creation is everywhere. You know, I know um, creation is everywhere. God is everywhere. I know not everybody thinks about God in the same way. That's totally fine. Um, But in terms of being, oh yeah, I love that. Um, for me and how I think about God and love, you know, being truly open and vulnerable with God is like being open and vulnerable. Oh yeah, I love this. With the God within everyone and everything. Oh yes, I just got like um, some sort of like strange feeling. It's not strange. It's like very familiar um, to me anyway. Um, yes. So what does that mean? Being willing to... Give of your love in the deepest way that you know how and to give. And when I say give of your love, I mean giving of your spirit and your soul to every expression of God that there is out there. And then that's like you being vulnerable in terms of giving of your spirit. And then there's also being vulnerable in terms of listening, you know, so. Well, well, not sorry, not listening, just receiving. I said listening, listening's for me, unless it is for you too, and that's cool. We should totally connect. Um, listening's for me though, um, but receiving it too. So, and that to me is like, whenever I think about you know relationship, my relationship with God, with love, it's just like uh, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite things. It's always on my mind and on my heart. Um. Yeah, so only only half of it is, you know, giving of your spirit. And then, yeah, I understand. So, and then the other half is receiving the God with, within someone else, which, you know, funnily enough, I was like, huh, you know, surrender is something I also didn't understand. And I mean, probably something also my mind doesn't understand, but it's probably not meant to be you know, understood by the mind anyway. So, um, but there is like, there is a magic in opening up so much and trusting so much and surrendering so much to understanding that God is within everything guiding you and then being open enough to receive that love and that information, you know? So that's also just like, so there are like, there are so many ways to be vulnerable. And now it almost amazes me that I'm just like, I don't know what vulnerability means. Well, yeah, again, it's again, it's that dynamic dance between 
the divine masculine and feminine. My mind didn't really know until I opened up to that part of my spirit that did know. And now I know. Now they're just like, you know, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, no, that's all, that's always so fascinating to me that, you know, there are so many ways to be vulnerable. And again, okay. Yeah. So let me just sum it all up. So it, I don't even know, makes some sense. Um, there's vulnerable vulnerability in terms of really, really showing up. And that's what I've been, you know, really contemplating the past couple of days, really, really showing up with your full soul in everything that you do and giving of your soul and literally everything that you do in whatever way that means to you. But then there's also being open and trusting enough. And I guess, you know, I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit of surrender in there too, in the understanding that God is in within everyone and everything, you know, wanting to share love with you. And that is something that, again, that's up to you to see, you know, I was having like a, like a conversation with my mom, you know, the other day. And like, I feel like I'm going to talk about my mom at least like once an episode, but honestly, it's just because she's my greatest teacher. And even though, you know, of course, like all parents do, you know, if you're lucky enough to even be in contact with both of your parents. Um, yeah, sometimes they just annoy the bejesus out of you. Um, but there's a lot there, you know. And so when we were like having a heated uh, <laughs> conversation, argument, whatever it is that you want to call it. I distinctly remember knowing that I had a choice in that moment. You know, I was like, you have a choice, you know, whether to be the way that you were, you know, when you were last living with your mom, because, you know, again, I hadn't before this, I hadn't lived with my mom since high school. So that like, like I've said before, this has been uh, weird on a bunch of different levels. Um, But yeah, so in, it's just like I knew in that moment and literally this all happened like in an instant. You have the choice to just be who you've always been and like, you know, see your mom, you know, like in the way that you've always seen her as like whatever it is. Or you have the choice now to like open up and instead of listening to just her third dimensional form with your ears, and again, I can only talk about listening because that's what I know, but essentially, you know, I just knew, I was like, you have the choice to listen to just her third dimensional form, or you can listen to the God in her. You can listen to the spirit in her. You can listen to her soul and really understand what's going on here. And it, I mean, like it didn't really come through in those words until I just like, took some time to myself afterward, but that was like, that's like the translation of the knowing and the feeling that I got. And so that's, you know, what I want you to like, not think about because it's, you know, you can't really think about it, but just, I don't know, contemplate or let that, you know, sink in. Um, because there, there's been a lot, you know, surrounding me and in terms of really understanding that there is a difference 
and also like a unity, a very beautiful unity in listening. It, it's like you have, I mean, you, you always have a couple of choices. Um, you have the choice to just like listen on like a third dimensional level, or you can listen to that and listen to exactly what their spirit is attempt, you know, wants to communicate to you, you know? And that, I don't know what it was about that. That just helped me so much because for the first time in a while, you know, and like, again, this is, um, I think the more that you practice, the more you get used to it. Because sometimes there were times for me when I first started all of this, it got so overwhelming to be, you know, constantly when I really didn't know how to just like sit and receive it. Oh, yeah. You know what it was? I was the problem. Okay, I was the problem in terms of like. Every single time a message would come in about someone's spirit or whatever it is was really happening underneath the surface I would try and make sense of it with my mind and I would just slow it down and it would literally confuse me. And I was just like, that that's what made it so overwhelming. It wasn't the information itself. It was the way that I was interacting with the information and I was just like over-intellectualizing and like trying to make sense of it linearly when it's not linear. So that doesn't even make any sense. Um... But as I've just grown more used to it, now I can just like receive a feeling, receive a knowing, receive a message, and I just know what to do. And that's just like the more and more I've opened up to my relationship, you know, with spirit in that way, it's just made more and more sense um, over the years. But that definitely opened up a lot for me in terms of just, again, not for me, again, listening, but Okay, but uh, you know what? Let me just like generalize this so it makes sense for everybody. Not just receiving someone or something on a third dimensional level, but receiving the God within them as well. That is one of the most, one of my favorite, the most fun things I've been contemplating. I would say over the past couple of days, and it started with a download originally. I was just sitting in the park. I was just like meditating and doing whatever. And honestly, I was just like um, contemplating all of the downloads that were coming in about auras and like how that like played a part in my life. And I'm sure like on the next episode, we'll talk more about those because it's a lot of fun. Again, all of this is meant to be fun. You know, your relationship with creation, God, it's just meant to be fun. And so, you know, I was sitting in the park and I was like playing around with this idea like, huh. And I promise this like <laughs> it all connects together. It always does. But I was like, hmm, you know what I noticed? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in like broad daylight. I was like, I really see auras clearly at night. I wonder why that is. And I wonder why it's just like not really happening for me during the daytime. Because I was just sitting there and I was like, hmm, yeah, like trying to like see as much as I could. And it kind of came through like faintly, but it wasn't like the same as like when they're like much bigger and brighter during the night. Still don't really know why or how that is. But when I was sitting there under this tree, you know, staring at this woman, you know, like trying to like, I don't know, I don't even know, like make it appear brighter um, I just heard, you know, you're meant to hear people's spirits 
not see them right now. And it was just something like it was something along those lines. And I was like, okay, so why don't I just sit here and, you know, kind of not. And like, that's where it's like it gets a little bit difficult to like try and I don't know, experiment, you know, with different people, because I truly believe that, you know, in order to connect to a shared aura, you need permission to share the space. And not, and also, I mean, yeah, permission, but also the intention, setting up the intention and sharing the space with that person is also just really important. Anyway, this is a really long way winded, a long winded way of pointing out yet again, learning how you receive the God within everyone is so much fun. And that is ultimately what I mean by when I say things like, oh, I like learned that, you know, I mean, despite whatever happens at night, maybe I don't even know what's happening um, sometimes, but learning how you receive the God in everybody and learning how you give of the God within yourself, that's your relationship to creation. And that's like, what's so much fun for me, you know, exploring in this life. And again, that relationship, I've said it so many times, is so personal and unique to you. There is no such thing as, you know, being wrong. You know, you can't be wrong in the way in which you have a relationship to God, in which you have a relationship to creation, or you have a relationship to yourself. Think about that. You know, again, even if you didn't believe in literally any of this, if somebody told you, um, yeah, there's a wrong way to have a relationship with yourself. I would be like, literally, what on earth are you talking about? There's no wrong way to connect to yourself. And so it's the same thing. Um, but without getting, you know, kind of too long winded or too confusing, just keep that in the back of your mind. Just these last things, you know. Consider. When it is that you are truly the most vulnerable you can be. So AKA when you are giving the God within yourself, you know, without reservation, you're giving the unconditional love within yourself. So that means without reservation, without conditions. So there's being vulnerable in that way and just like really showing up as who you are. And then there's being vulnerable on the receiving end in terms of, you know, how is it, that I can really open up to how I really receive the love within everyone. And so that's what I'm talking about with, you know, just exploring and just having fun because there is no wrong way. You know, I think like if I said to myself years and years ago, um, the way that you receive love within everybody else is, you know, listening, you know, to your aura and to theirs and to the collective aura, I would have been like, um, that's not how that works. And that's not the point though. You know, the point is like, what do you want your lens to be? What do you want that language to be? And how, how do you want to show up and how do you want to receive the world? That's it. That's all that matters is how do you want to show up? How do you want to give up yourself? And how do you want to receive the world? How do you want to receive people? I think that's like the most simple question. If you want to just receive people on a third dimensional level, then that's totally fine. You know, that's up to you. For me, I always felt like I was just, there was just something missing. 
And so that's, you know, what really inspired a lot of this was just feeling like, huh, there seems to be something missing here. And now, you know, through connecting to love, through connecting to God, I finally feel like I'm not missing, you know, what it was that I thought I was anymore. So, um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Well, not the most important thing because there's so many important things, but ask yourself, how do you want to give of yourself and how do you want to receive people? You know, do you want to, again, receive them on a third dimensional level? Do you want to know them for you know who they are on a soul level? Or do you just like not care about any of that? You know, I mean, for me, I'm just like, oh, how could you not care? But that's not for me to say, you know, that's for you to ultimately decide. And I mean, I believe, you know, that the more, I mean, and I've just, I've just seen it for myself, you know, the more I'm willing to receive the love within everybody else, the more I can give. And it's just like the most beautiful, literally the most beautiful dynamic, the most beautiful relationship I have in my life. And I don't know where I would be without it. So, so I don't go in circles or repeat myself too much. I will leave it there. And I wonder, I don't know what I'll talk about next time. We will see about that. For now, I'm just going to close this off. Let's just take a couple of deep breaths together. Uh, This prayer is very, very short. So thank you to all of the guides, souls, and spirits that supported us in our exploration today. We feel your love with deep gratitude and reverence. May you always show us how we can heal and serve from a place of love and maybe be receptive to this wisdom. I love you with all of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully I didn't forget anything. Even if I did, I can just pop back on. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me. And I look forward to doing this again sometime soon. 